ooh, five or six ago. Hey, Simon, know. you have to talk into the microphone. Five or six ago? Five or six ago? <laughs> what was the last podcast you listened to? What was it about? I don't even remember. In the mic. I don't remember. <laughs> you can, <laughs> you can move be, this to where you're at. This yeah, you can just take it with no, you. No, you know the last podcast I listened to is when you were on uh, Dive Bomb. <clears throat> that was the last one? Asher, that oh, was the shit. last one. But that mm-hmm. wasn't this one. Months ago. Sweet. Oh. It was months ago, Mike. What's this Mexican thing? Oh, oh this you, is the Mexican wait, thing. Oh. This is what all the Mexican crews listen to, bro, as they're doing the roofs. Stacks of shingles on their shoulders. Yep. Up the ladder they go. A little bit more. A little bit more. A little bit more. There it is. All right. Dude. Welcome to this episode of Midwest Flyways Podcast. Here you have your host, Joey Vassal. You have your other host, Cal Ness. You have your other host, Connor Olsen. And you have your other host. And you have a special guest with us here today. His name is Simon P. Carlson. What up, bro? What up? What's up, dude? You know, I remember vividly <laughs> when you were like 40 pounds. I at, still am. At the cabin. Two Dude, year, that's two a years really ago. good point. That's a really good point. He still is 40 pounds. Yeah. Two and a half years ago. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Driving around at sunset, listening to Cupid's Chokehold, full volume. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Cupid's Chokehold. I'm man. pretty sure you were still in a car seat, weren't you? Probably back seat. I thought I was so cool. <laughs> you were so cool, man. <laughs> Oh, we thought we were so cool too, though. Yeah, so for sure. No, this episode's been coming for a long time. Yeah, long time. Simon and I pretty much grew up together. I uh, grew up babysitting him. Our dads worked together way back in the day in construction, and then uh, our dads hunted together a lot. And um, no, your dad taught my dad how to hunt, dude. Is that for real? Yeah, hmm? waterfall. Yeah, yeah Pete go. taught huh. Rob how to hunt when he was twenty-eight, thirty. Oh gosh. Yep. That was so long ago. So long yeah. ago, man. Well, because Rob's old. Yeah. Well, so, so that was uh, that was 34 years ago, dude. They're so old. Because he just turned 64 this March. 28th? Mm-hmm. Mm, don't forget that. Yeah, don't you guys have the same birthday? Or no. he's the day before? I'm 27th. No. He's 28th. Oh, I forgot to wish you a happy birthday, bud. No, no. My bad. Right. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> I barely remember my father's, so <laughs> that makes you feel Joey doesn't better. know his own birthday. That's actually. true. That's true. It's actually coming out. <clears throat> What's the date today? Joey doesn't know. <laughs> You still got a couple days. He doesn't know his birthday, man. I got a couple uh, days. I got nine days. Nine, nine days till my birthday. Nine times. How old are you going to be? Fucking nine times, dude. I'm going to be 28. He's. I'm getting, old enough to be your dad. He's getting fucking old now. How old are you, Simon? 20. Did you, I almost yeah, you just turned 20. I just turned 20, though. I almost said wow. 19. Well, congrats. You can almost drink legally. One year. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> legally. Yeah. No, dude, I'm pumped to have you on. Um, when did you and I reconnect? Mm. Like two years ago, three years ago? It, had yeah, to be right long, it was longer than that. Yeah, four well, maybe, we, three. We've always kind of stayed in contact, but yeah, it wasn't but like it like it is now. Man, I feel like I was scrolling YouTube one day, and I saw you back when you had the long hair. Oh, uh, man. Back yeah, at the original, yeah. It's dude, almost five years Original ago. Midwest Flyways. If you're listening to this right now and you haven't seen Joey with his long hair... Just 180 that shit. Yeah. Duck hunting terms. 
Go look up. Go look that up on YouTube. Oh my God. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. That's, that's a, a classic video. video. <laughs> yeah, and here we have the hooded merganser, also known as a lawn dart. <laughs> Let's go, buddy. <laughs> Fucking idiot. Boy. Oh man, oh those were good times. Oh yeah, great times. Yeah, <laughs> those are the best, dude. Those are or the, the honk. Videos. The honk. That one. You have that's long pretty hair old. In that one. Oof. Yeah. Going Oof. way back. Yeah, and, and you you were fully shaved in that one too. Yeah, yeah. I think that was before I could fully grow facial hair. <laughs> the crazy thing is, how long ago even was that? For almost five years ago now. Yeah, 2016. Oh it would have been summer 2016. Wow, that's wild. Yes. But yeah, I feel like I was on YouTube and I was scrolling, and then I saw you, and I was like, "What the hell?" I know that guy. And then I went on Instagram, and we kind of connected there, and then we always had each other's numbers, but I don't know, whatever. And then. Guy Shit, we didn't sleep. even start hunting till this year. Yeah, this year was right? our first time hunting together. Mm-hmm. Since we were, since I was a freshman in high school. That's so crazy. Since I was a freshman in high school. Good. We didn't so do bad. We shot a couple like of geese. Ten. Yeah. yeah, I was little. No, I think I have a picture that. from that day. Like, I think we hunted the hill pit. No, yeah. Like, no, sure. we did. Me, you, and Ruby. Yeah, remember it was super foggy that day? Yep. Yeah, and your dad's bombardier here, right? <laughs> bombardier to tower, bombardier. Oh I'm coming in gosh. for landing. Oh Jester. Jesus! Just <laughs> <Ooh. laughs> oh, <coughs> nothing better than a lonely single looking for some friends. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's awesome. Love that. No, so, so you and good. I grew up hunting together. Essentially, we just like grew up together, and then our yeah. dads were huge hunters, and then they were uh, business partners. Yep. Um, but now. Um, then we reconnected again and then we hunted migrators in Litchfield this year with Brian Hansen, Kenny yep. Peterson and uh Judd Dollar Show. Yep. And that was a lot of fun. That was a good group. Mm-hmm. Mega that was spread. a good, that, that was, was a, so fun. That was so much fun, dude. Set up literally every decoy they had. <laughs> Forgot two layout blinds. Yeah. <laughs> I've never showed up more unprepared. Oh, oh. what did you guys do? No, oh, we just hunted migrators. It was I'm like a last minute. You didn't thing. have layout blinds. No, no, it was like midnight the night before. He's like, hey, I think we're going to go tomorrow. And I was like, yeah, sweet. He's like, you got a layout? I'm like, nope. He's like, okay. I was like, do you have one? He's like, I don't think so. So we showed up. <laughs> it was bad, dude. <laughs> they were like brand new layouts. We had to stubble them. Like, yeah, we had to stubble them with like shit, like shit grass from yeah, the edge of like the field. No grass. I had my Leatherman. I was trying to cut weeds. I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we still shot plenty hey, of geese. it worked out, though. We still shot plenty of geese. Gosh. And they, they came down. Yeah, that it was, was kind of like that tail end. There was like four days there that they were migrating a bunch, and we kind of got on the tail end. It was fun. That was a lot of fun, man. No, and then uh, we got a great picture. I posted that to my Instagram. Yep. We're both doing the, ooh, <laughs> saw Rosenberg face. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, tailgate honkers. That's good shit, Love dude. it. And then, uh, dude, I mean... People are probably wondering why Simon Carlson on the podcast, you know, other than you and I growing up together, but like, yeah, please give everyone a little bit of like a little Simon Carlson resume. Oh, he's of humble, how you're, so he's not going to be like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, cause you've, you've been doing video production for split read and like, what else have you been doing? Like, g- give us some, give us some shit here. Hmm. I don't know where to start. Start from the beginning. <clears throat> Talk um, about the Tim ground stuff. Ooh, way back. Yeah. Like start of hunting. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Well, Joey and I grew up hunting together. Um, I have a property kind of south of where Joey lives now. And when our dads, like back in their prime days, they <laughs> my dad bought the spot to uh, raise my family on. And he built it pretty much for goose hunting. So we planted weed and did pits and the whole deal. And so 
every goose opener, like the first three weeks of September, were just a ball. We'd have like 20 guys out there, fill the pits, make big dinners, blah, 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 blah. Monkey bread in the morning. Yeah, monkey bread, eggs, shoot doves in the afternoon. Like, it was a full-on, you looked forward to it all year. That's cool. So, that was always fun, and like, that's kind of, ever since I was tiny, I don't even know how old, probably, I think we moved there when I was like two and a half or three. Oh, yeah. I was just in the pit. Eating donuts. I was donut king. Protected all <laughs> donut the, king. <laughs> protected all the donuts. Didn't wear <laughs> didn't wear earmuffs. Probably should have, but didn't. Yep. Wanted to be badass. Yep. Same. <laughs> yeah. same. So yeah, um, that's kind of where that started. Um, and man, like as I just got older, it was just more and more like getting into waterfall hunting, and it was kind of fun. Probably around seventh or eighth grade, I finally got my dad to like. Him and I finally started going like out to all of his old spots, like out by where Joy's cabin is now. Um, so we went out there and explored and I was finally old enough where him and I could do like road trips. And I was like, I could be in the boat and walk around and walk through the marsh and I wasn't a little bitch. And <laughs> so for sure, <laughs> yeah, that, that was good. So him and I kind of explored that and I started hunting with a couple of my buddies and they were kind of passionate about it. And so we did a bunch of stuff on my farm and fixed it up to make it be good. Yeah. <laughs> good again because it mm-hmm. kind of fell off. But well, a, he, he wasn't hunting for a long time. Well, yeah. It's just, as everyone got older, they all started raising families and that Quit open, hunting so much. Yeah, that opening day <laughs> celebration kind of fell off. So, but it was always good hunting. So I kind of picked it up on my own and starting mowing the lawn with the tractor and fixing up the pits, pumping the pits, doing the deal. Um. So yeah, I don't know. Through middle school, like my passion kind of grew. I started calling, wanted to learn that. Um, a lot of Joey and I's dad's friends, I mean Tim Grounds and Zinc and all those guys. They were they would always come and hunt with our dad. So. <laughs> it was kind of destined that I had to learn how to goose call. Right. Well, and then um, Adam and Grady are literally insane. Yeah. I've been trying to tell people on the podcast, and you've heard them call more than I have, dude. Yeah, they're, oh, gosh. They're disgusting. Yeah. Tell them about that, that buzz note that Grady, Grady yeah, does. Just the cadence he's got on it. He's just got it down, you know? Like, they didn't call the win contest. They called the kill geese. And so when... Trying to think when Grounds had his club, like Burns' club and all those clubs back in Southeast Illinois, like they were guides and the only way they'd make money is if they killed geese. So mm-hmm. <laughs> they learned how to call. And so, gosh, man, they're still so good. It's crazy to listen to them. So I learned from those guys and Joey, you kind of did too in a way. And it was super cool being able to learn from them. And I was so passionate about it that I don't really half-ass things when I do them, you know, mm-hmm. so like when I was in, I was in. So <clears throat> I wanted to learn how to call and, <laughs> once I got like I feel like freshman year I was like I'm not hunting with my dad anymore like I want to learn to do this on my own so then I was like had right. to learn how to call right and so yeah I just did that and then throughout high school like it just built and then I started going like we would go to Canada every year and a mutual friend of ours Stan uh Stan Guzzi yeah like my dad's best friend he um he guides all over he guided at Habitat Flats he got into Winnipeg he guides all over Kansas and so I started going out with him more and learned a lot from him as well. And we started going and hunting a bunch of their old spots in Southeast Kansas and St. Paul. Um, your dad and my dad and Stan, they used to have a lease down there. Yep. So I went down there and this year I went down there again and weren't you helping him guide? Yeah. Kind of helping him guide, shooting photos, like just bullshitting. <laughs> I right. had two weeks to do nothing. So we went down there and hung out. So that was cool. Um, so yeah, I don't know. As I got older, like, just started kind of reconvening with all my dad's old buddies and yeah. learning and learning and hunting on my own. And then I feel like 
I really learned a lot. Last year, I moved to uh, Bozeman to go to school, Montana State, for college. and uh, Nice. I started hunting out there all by myself, and so kind of went out there, learned the ropes. <laughs> well, you're the you're the guy. Like, you're the guy who has all the spots because you're in <laughs> college, and you can just scout. Yeah, it's so much free time. So and I who are you hunting there. with out there? Oh, a bunch of people. Uh, Matt McCormick, Brady Davis, Ted Wells, Kevin Stevens. Although there's a big group of sick of people. That okay. Out so, there. <laughs> and that brings me to my next thing. I've had a couple of people go, who's Simon Carlson? Do you know him? And I go, yeah, the best way to describe Simon Carlson is probably one of the most well-connected people <laughs> yeah. that I've ever met in my entire 100%. life. You move out to Bozeman. You're a pretty damn good <clears throat> photographer in my opinion. Appreciate it. And, um, you just end up linking up with all these Sitka guys out there. And then Ted Wells, who's also a great photographer. Yeah. And it's just like, Simon, who's 18, 19, is hunting with all these big names in the hunting industry. It's like, what the fuck? How did yeah. that happen? Were you just like, was it scouting and then you're on the same fields? Or like, what happened? Man, I don't really... Hmm. I'm trying to think. Well, I mean, was the oh, first guy you, you met? I met Ted first. Oh, I thought you, sure. you did that uh, photography course through Kevin Stevens. No, that was through Stephen Drake. Or Stephen Drake, And Zach, uh, Zach Bowden, who I live with now in Bozeman. Um, so I, I knew them and like, Bozeman, it, from like... From an outsider source, it, it seems like there's a lot of people. But once you're there, like, everybody knows everybody, and it's super yeah. well-connected, and it's super cool just because it's a small town. And so that's super fun. Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, hunting Minnesota, like, ugh, it's so hard to get permission. Like, mm -hmm. I always hunted my place, so that was sweet. But even in high school, I would always try to go get other fields to hunt on and chase feeds and whatnot. And so going out there, like, it was a lot different just because – I don't know, the goose hunting. Would you say there's less hunters or there's, yeah, there's better way. goose hunting? No, there's just less hunters. Mm. You know what I mean? Like Minnesota, yeah. holy crap. Is it easy to get permission? It's not easy, but like here it's really hard. So I yeah. just did what I did here over there, you know, like showed up, talked about, hey, how can I help? You know, I don't I don't look like a city slicker. <laughs> True. <laughs> I got True. cowboy boots on and Stormy Cromer or whatever and just talked about being able to relate to farmers I feel like is huge. Just, yeah, you know what I mean. Talking. Well, I mean, to them, you've like, done it. You've yeah. farmed. You farmed your own property. You did yeah. the pits. You did it. Like you understand yeah. how to work the ground a little totally. bit enough so to where you can bullshit with the guys out there. Well, not only that, but you grew up in a family. Obviously, like your dad, you know, has a crazy work ethic, and yeah. so like you grew up knowing how to like carry your own weight. Yeah, for sure. And I like, I don't know. I just feel like being able to relate to people out there. There's so many cows everywhere, and when they're comfortable with you, like shutting gates and closing the fence and make sure you're not running over any piping or you know what I mean? Like right. stuff like that is big. Respecting their yeah. property. Cause essentially. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I went out there, I ended up getting permission and I think I invited Ted on a hunt. I got permission on this one field. And so I invited Ted and we hunted on that and that was great. And then he was like, Hey dude, you like, you should tag along this weekend. I was like, hell yeah, let's go. <laughs> let's get some. So right. that was cool. Um, I mean, yeah, it's just once you're out there, like Ted, those guys, they have a lot. I mean, every weekend we have groups of people that come and anybody that comes in visits, they all hunt with us. And so it was kind of cool. I got to meet a lot of people. So that was fun. I just like hunting. And I like hunting with people that like to hunt and know what they're doing. And, you how'd, know, how'd you get into photography? Ooh, photography. Um, for when I was younger, I think like end of middle school, probably like eighth grade or something. I was, I don't know. I was felt fortunate to go around and do all these hunts with my dad and we were starting to do some cool stuff together and I just I hated coming home and forgetting like bits and pieces of it you know like I'd come sure. home and be like that was the most epic trip ever and I remember half of it 
because like well, there's just too much going there's on. Just, it's constant, and your adrenaline's going, and you're killing birds or you're killing deer or whatever you're doing, and like you're just so into it and so focused on whatever you're doing that you kind of just like mm-hmm. forget what's going on. <laughs> so I started to take photos with my phone, so I could remember. So like mm-hmm. whether it was even just a photo of like me and my grandpa like with like side by side like just a photo of us mm-hmm. chilling, you know, like at lunch, like yeah. I, those kind of things brought me back. So I did that, and my sister, like, <laughs> like I think it was freshman year, my sister had got, like, some camera, like, was going to take photos of flowers or butterflies or some shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, get, I was hunting uh, the cornfield that our house had flooded, and there was a bunch of ducks in there, and it was wet that year. Just everything was wet. And so just the duck numbers around the metro were crazy. So me and my buddies were going there and hunting like flooded corn and just standing just, in the just stupid yeah just standing in the corn and shooting mallards and yeah. pintails like stuff you never see here usually it's wood ducks and a couple right. of green heads and like whatever right mm-hmm. and I brought my sister's camera out in that whole year like two years I used that camera and that was like cool you know like I got to look back and I like thought it was pretty cool and yeah and then me and my best friend uh, Brendan who you've met before he uh, him and I started a boat cleaning business together. He worked at a marina and was getting paid nothing to clean boats all day. And I was like, dude, screw that. Like, let's just go clean boats on our, on our, like by ourselves. Yeah. Like we'll crush, whatever. We know some people around the lake. So we did that. I saved lake up money. Lake Minnetonka. Yep. Lake Minnetonka. So we ran around there <laughs> all summer long trying to. Hustle scum, boat s- clean. Yeah. Hustle and scum people for money. <laughs> for But no, it was good. We, I mean, we made some money and so I saved up money for there and then Christmas came around and. I kind of went on with my parents to get a, a Nikon. Uh, I got a D500. So that was cool. So I got that. And I just, from there, I just kept taking photos. And now, I don't even know. It's It's gotten kind of crazy now. I did that <coughs> hunting photographer course with Stephen Drake and Zach Bowden. It's a pretty sweet course. Um, they just, I feel like I did that right before I moved out to Bozeman. Um, and, like, out there, there's a huge community of content creators i yeah. guess you would call them and yeah westies yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure yeah <laughs> um, so i moved out there and after taking that course i kind of made it a reality that i could make some money doing it yeah um so i learned kind of the basics of the business through them and then kind of took off with that that fall and kind of did some stuff and then this fall i went out there and not had I didn't have a lot of stuff planned like going into the fall. And then yeah. all of a sudden it was like, boom, 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 boom. And then I, my whole entire fall is packed like in August. So it was super cool. I got to do a bunch of cool stuff this year with that. Like uh, one then this year you started working with Split Read. Yeah, I uh, I actually ran Split Read's Instagram for pretty much all last year, I think, starting like January, February. I hunted with Nick. and Costas. Uh, yep. Yeah. And so I hunted with him. And Cade and Asher and Nick and I kind of met through there. And then I had been doing some social media stuff in Bozeman for different random stuff, trying to just make some money. Yeah. So I did that with Split Read, uh, ran that, I think, until like September or October this year. Cool. And then, yeah, I got to do that Duck Camp dinners trip. Um, we'll talk about that a little bit because yeah. that's, that's really fucking cool. Yeah. Wow. I feel so, I mean, I'm just stoked I got to go do it. It was I never what thought, is Duck like, Camp Dinners, dude? Well, John Paul, he's the man. He's uh he's just super passionate about duck hunting and he grew up duck hunting in Louisiana and uh he just had a really good story to tell, you know. Like he had a group of people, kinda like how our dads had a group of people. Yeah. You know, just 
a bunch of degenerates. They were just always around, dude. Yeah, just a bunch of degenerates (laughs) 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 that loved duck hunting and eating food and whatnot. So it was kind of a cool story. So Split Reed got hooked up with him, and then they reached out to me to shoot all the still photography for that. Um, And then their in-house guy, Daniel and um, Dylan Farrell, they... uh, they did the video side of it, and we went down there and lived on a floating house for a week. <laughs> That's so cool. So, like, were you telling Chef Jean-Paul's story, or, like, what What was the point of Duck Camp Dinners? Well, they did, like, a six-part episode uh, kind of telling a story about going to this duck camp that he grew up going to and all these famous leases that they had in the bayous that he grew up hunting at. Sure. And he has a big group of friends there, um, and they kind of all own this, like, they all, like, lease it together all these different duck spots and then they have like it's like this little shack there's like a little guest shack with like bunk beds and then there's like a shack with like a living room and a kitchen and it's on like mm. pontoons like giant pontoons like floating on a river or like the delta or just what? like uh in the bayou in the bayou on like uh what would you call it like a canal kind of you know when we when we were hunting there with wade the first time yeah uh we went down this river and they're just like floating houses. Yeah. And oh, like yeah. people just sitting out on the porch, just yeah. like watching where you're going to go shoot ducks because that's all that they care about. Yeah. It's freaking, it's yeah, a different world there. down there. It's dude. crazy. It's like eat, shoot ducks. What part of Louisiana were you in? Ooh. Or where did you fly into? And then like, I flew into New go? Orleans and then we went west so from there to like Homer. Yeah. We were like way, way, way south. Cool. So crazy. Yeah, it was wild. So we'd boat all the way down through all these canals to this <laughs> middle of nowhere pretty much. There's alligators and shit all over. So yeah, I mean, wow. So I was kinda there to um, there was a bunch of brands on board with it, Mossy Oak and Maker's Mark and Yeti and so there was Maker's Mark was a part of it too, like yeah, the whiskey. Yeah, the whiskey. Nice. <laughs> That's so cool. That's really yeah. cool. So who put that together? Was it Split Read? Yeah, it was Split Read produced it. So okay. him and John Paul kind of teamed up and collabed and then we did all the media side of it you know yeah made it all like kind of just like outlined it for him and made it happen duncan and nick they crushed that so I'm you, like, ha- you happy with how the whole thing turned out oh yeah i was epic. super pumped to be a part of it <laughs> and shit yeah it was just yeah humbled to say the least like i don't even it's just so cool that i gotta be a part and meet all those guys you know yeah and it was kind of cool being like behind the scenes and seeing like what the outcome looks like you yeah know? i daniel did an unbelievable job editing it so it was, it was so fun. Probably one of the better trips I've ever been on. For yeah, sure. that's cool. Those guys well, down you, there are, oh my gosh. Well, and that and that to me means something because, dude, you've been fucking. I was gonna all say. Over, I mean, I have dude. to ask you: Is waterfall hunting your favorite type of hunting? Oh, because well, you're you're, because my dad would text me when I was like twenty, he'd be like, "Look at this buck Simon just killed. <laughs> he took it at six hundred and seventy yards." Like he's always talked about how like Simon is a dead eye. At like, because you can shoot a rifle at like twelve hundred yards, or just something just insane to me. <laughs> like you're, you you're a photographer. You're mainly a hunter. Yeah, for sure. So I think that's why you do such a good job of capturing photos of hunting, just because you are a hunter. You know what hunters want to see. Yeah. But you also have that photographer's eye for it, and so. Well, I appreciate that. It's cool, man. Like I really like uh, following your Instagram. And what's your Instagram name, by the way? Uh, Simon P. Carlson. Cool. C A R L S O N. Young Simeon. Mm-hmm. Young yeah. Simeon. <laughs> so, dude, you would say waterfall hunting is your favorite hunting? Or no? Gosh, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people know me for waterfall hunting just because I, I. A guess lot of if, your photography is. Yeah, a lot of my a lot of stuff I post. I don't know. 
I don't. I feel like not a lot of people. Is it? A lot, not a lot of people know me, I guess. But if they do from Instagram, I feel like they probably know that I waterfall hunt a lot. I don't know if it's my favorite. I really like shooting whitetails in the rut with my bow. <laughs> I I don't know. I've I've got a lot of got to do a lot of cool things. That, I mean, um, for sure, man. Like you, big game hunting is yeah, big game. It's just so over. different, you know. Like big game is strategy and just so much mental and physical preparation and there's so much it's not as much like the social part of it you know but more of like just the pursuit of chasing mature big animals like well, it's just yeah. what have you done fun. besides whitetail and big game yeah here we go let's start the list <laughs> uh a lot of deer hunting um uh graduation my dad and i went to alaska and i shot a doll sheep that's probably number nice. one um, so that was super cool. Yeah, that's dad, a bucket list for sure. Yeah, big time. We trained all summer to go up there and just a dream. Him and I always dreamed about doing that ever since I was in yeah. kindergarten. Just so that was crazy. Um, I've been to Greenland once. I shot a muskox and caribou there. I've been to Alaska a couple other times shooting caribou and, and mm-hmm. deer. And uh, so, yeah. Done a bunch of elk hunting? Yeah, I've done some elk hunting. I, uh, New Mexico a couple times. So okay. that was cool. I mm-hmm. never shot him. I've never hunted him with my bow. I really want to do that. Yeah. Um, was the other stuff with the bow? No, I haven't. I didn't really get into bow hunting much until I got probably like a couple of years ago. Okay. I kind of got old enough to like do it to where <laughs> I could be successful with it. Right. You know, like take it pretty seriously just because your chances of wounding an animal and your just a skill as like a hunter in general to get really close to him is pretty difficult, you know? Yeah. Just with a bow. So not, I think. First bow kill is maybe junior year high school. Gotcha. Four years ago, I shot like an antelope, and then every year I've shot antelope and whitetail. Well, an antelope with a bow is no joke. Yeah, it's spot and stock. It's fun. Those little bastards. Oh, they're so fast. They're like coyotes. Like when you really when you cape one out and you look at them, they're not much bigger than a coyote. Really? Yeah, they're small. That's crazy. Where are you going to do that at? Uh, South Dakota mostly. Yeah, Western. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of, of course. North, northwestern, western South Dakota. So that's super fun. Does your dad go with you for that too? Yeah. We we go hunting together quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So yeah, that's always special, him and I. What trips do you guys have planned this year? Hmm. I'm not sure. COVID pending. I think we might go back to Greenland, maybe. I'm what not are sure you doing yet. in Greenland, dude? Muskox, caribou. Oh, so you're you're just big game. Yeah, big game hunting. Yeah. And you're, I maybe sea duck hunting, but I don't think we'll be there that time of the year. I was gonna say, I feel like if you're gonna go over if you're gonna go that far, you might as well just throw in a day of duck hunting. Yeah. If I you shot can. some of my sea ducks. Um Alaska I we shot I haven't shot an eider. A king. Common or king? No, neither. But I shot like my Harlequins and my old squaws and all my scoters and stuff like that. So that was super cool. Nice. Out of the 41, how many have you shot? Oh, or, or, or how many haven't you shot? So that's two with the Eiders. You shot a Barrows? Yep. I shot both my GoldenEye. I haven't shot either of my Eiders. Is a Cinnamon Teal one of them? Yep. I haven't shot one of those. Oh, it's just the 41 species of waterfowl in North America is what it is. Have you shot a Brant? I haven't shot any of my Brants. <laughs> I've shot all, shot all my geese. I haven't shot a Swan. Mm. I've shot a Crane. I love shooting Cranes. That's cool. <laughs> I want to shoot a swan. My dad shot a swan this year. In North so you Dakota. probably so realistically, you probably shot thirty six. So there's probably like guess, five yeah. you haven't shot. Yeah, it's kind of crazy to think about. It's fucking insane. I never looked at. And you're like twenty. <laughs> you're twenty, dude. That's so sick. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because the thing is, realistically, man. I mean, you've done a lot of what a lot of people try to fit in in a lifetime. Yeah, and gosh, it's weird to think talk about, but yeah, I mean, 
that all goes back to the photography side of it. You know, like I've just, at once I like realized how fortunate I was to be able to do these things with my dad and my yeah. grandpa and my friends. And it was like, no brainer. I have to document this. Like I yeah. cannot forget this stuff. I have to have it to where I can look back on it yeah. forever, you know, 100%. Well, and, um, like you can see on this wall behind me, I have these mixed tiles of like some of my favorite hunts yeah. ever. A lot of them are people's first birds or first time totally. shooting, whatever, just like a really fun hunt. Even if we only shot two birds, there's a, there's a picture of Cal, our buddy Jake and Gavin where we shot like four ducks, but yeah. literally the night before we we're like, mm, let's go to this lake yeah, and just fuck it. You yeah. know, but like totally. we had one green head come in so nicely. <laughs> we had one green head come in so nicely. We had no idea if there were ducks on the lake. Never been there. Didn't know where to go. We didn't know what was public, what was private. We figured it out at 4 a.m. Right. Mm -hmm. And then go Classic. out there. We had one duck do it so sexy. And then I'm like, okay, Jake's never shot a, like a true green head. <laughs> okay, Jake, you see this one coming? I'm going to get him to come in. He 180'd so hard into the spread. Oh, gosh. He's just sitting there just like whoop, 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 yeah. over the decoys trying to figure out where to, land. where to land. And as I'm like, Jake, get ready, get ready. And Jake's like getting his gun up, like ready to go. It's like his like third hunt ever. Gets his gun up. And as I say, Kit, my buddy Gavin shoots and just dumps yeah. this fucking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> dude, yeah. he's like, Joey's setting Jake up so perfectly. He's like, all right, dude, get ready. And Jake's mounted. Like Jake's got yeah. his gun mounted. Fired up. Yeah. And jo Joey, Kit. Boom, boom! Click here, click. Got him. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Gavin's like, dude. You should have seen you Joey's wait face. Way too fucking long. You, you should have seen. Oh long. You should have seen Joey's face, man. Oh when he gosh. like when he heard the sound, initially he's like, "That was Jake," and then he looked over and Jake's like, "Gavin's down there with his smoking barrel," <laughs> and Joey's face was like, "Oh, gosh. what?" The, the fuck, fuck dude. dude. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> and yeah. Gavin, who shot a billion green heads in his life, you know, yeah, and he's just like, right. well, you waited too long, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he was I mean, flaring. He wasn't flaring. He no. was foot down. <laughs> you know where they're like kind of trying to come in at like in 40 yards and you yeah. call him in a little bit better and then yeah. you call him in a little bit better. You just get yeah. him closer and closer and closer. And this thing's just they're like hovering right in. His wings are so tucked in close to his body and he's just doing the little, the finish, the finish Dude. flutter. And then Gavin just smokes. I mean, his ass. He, damn near, <laughs> he damn near knew the water temperature. Oh, I mean, it was like, yeah, right. He was just figuring out which weeds he was going to start eating out of. You yeah. don't even have to lead those birds either. Those no. are the best. No. Those are the ones where you point right at him and shoot. Yeah. No <laughs> Would have been perfect for him. No wind. That was the perfect setup. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. I think he came And then all at the, the way end of the like day, we shot yards. four birds. I mean, yeah. like, it was like. So I have a picture of all of us just like holding like a, a merganser, a bluebill hen, a oh mallard gosh. drake, and like one other disgusting <laughs> looking duck. Just the brownest <laughs> teal you've ever seen Ugh. in your life. So like that's, that's what yeah. I'm like have for like memories and shit. So. I would love to see your wall when you're like 30. Oh, gosh. Yeah. You know, totally. Where you get all your yeah. pictures printed and throw yeah. them up on a wall just because, like, at your barn, you know, yeah. you have all these old memories. How many times would you say you've looked at that wall? Every day. Every day. I looked at it today. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's just so nice to go back and look at it and be like, this is fucking yeah, sweet. And most of them are you're like your dad's. Yeah. You know, so it's like, it's cool to reminisce totally. and look at that shit. Yeah. It's my favorite part. I love looking at photos. Ugh, dude, I so love So many it. memories. Dude, it's kind of... Here's the thing, too. So, like, um, at my parents' cabin, as a gift, I made them this, like, wood box. Yeah. And then I printed all the photos I could find of our family hunting and fishing and put them all in there. Totally. <clears throat> and so, I actually, in that Vortex box, before you leave, uh, I've got a ton of printed photos. Yeah. So, I've just been printing them because they're so cheap. I was telling Joey, it's, like, four yeah, cents for a four by six online. Yeah. Oh, you just do it online. Yeah. And you can do, like, a thousand for, like... 
$40. Crazy. Oh, my God. Nice. And so, yeah, so I've just been printing them now, which is so cool. Because, like, every time we go to the cabin, people, like, put more photos in there. And so then, it's yeah, it's, all it's just about. sick, man. It's just so cool to look back on all that. It is. So cool, man. It's so much better than looking at a phone. Oh, Because so many it's photos get lost, but just, like, yeah. looking through, you know, catalogs of photos, it's so yeah. cool. For yeah. sure. But, yeah, man, no, I totally get the whole photography thing. I really do. That's kind of, like, the roots of it, you know? Yeah. And that's kind of, <laughs> I mean, I I didn't do a, cra- a bunch of work this year. Um, this fall was kind of crazy, but still, I like to just go shoot just to remember it. You know, and I yeah. take so many iPhone photos, so many. Yeah. Like probably equal with like a normal camera. Well, it's crazy now. Like obviously. Yeah. Like, I mean, the it's nicer, crazy nicer what their phones worth. get. I mean, my yeah, God. Totally. But even like, like you said, like on a hunt, like my buddy shoots his first duck or my buddy shoots his first band or whatever it is, like hold it up. Let's get a pick real quick. You know what I mean? They're just perfect photos. Like I like taking photos like that. <laughs> I took one with Brady this year when we were hunting late season and I was like, Hey, let's take a pick because in March when we're sitting, <laughs> sitting on our couch, sad, wishing we were goose hunting, I'm going to send this to you and I'll be like, remember this day? Hell yeah. So just Hell stuff yeah, like that. Brother. Hell yeah, like brother. I just like, <laughs> I like taking photos like that just so I can send them to people randomly. Yeah. All the time. She'd be like, dude, remember this? This was epic. Right. Yeah. Well, and the, one of the cool things, dude, like, cause we essentially grew up pretty similar. Yeah, you and I, totally. you know, I mean, same company, yep. everything. Yeah. And one of the things that I really appreciate about you is, uh, the fact that you're, you're eight years younger than me, dude. You're eight years younger than so me. Weird. That's what's crazy because like, I don't feel like there's that big of an age gap. Yeah. But well, like that's a maturity thing. For yeah, you, but. for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to say it. But. I'm just immature as fuck. Uh, no, no, but like, kidding. look at what you're wearing right now. You're wearing like an old school flannel with like a like a plain Jane Filson shirt. You know, yeah, like you totally. you have like you emulate the style of like old school. You are the perfect <laughs> representation of old school meets, meets new school, dude. Yeah. And I feel like at my age, I have a pretty good representation of that, too, because I feel like I'm an old yeah. soul in like yeah. this. Like no cap, bro. Fucking ooh, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. yeah. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. what up, fam? No, no, dude. <laughs> no, dude. Negative. No. And that's a great segue into this podcast sponsor, which is Camo Retro. Oh, there you go, Simon. You, you ever heard of Camo Retro? Yep, it's where John Paul sold all the hats. <laughs> oh all, no! Talk about that real okay, quick. Okay, there's a good story. John Paul's dad. He's an absolute beauty. Like one of my favorite people I've ever met. When I was down there, I stayed in their living room on a blow up mattress. It was awesome. Yes. And we, him and I would just bullshit that while all the guys were doing video stuff, talking with John Paul, going through the house, going through all the memories, him and I would just sit there and make fun of him. <laughs> so him and I like were close, like we got tight really quick. And so <laughs> he was like, Hey, come here. I got to show you this. So he goes like, they all have carports there. Like they don't have garages. Right. Like here, it's just like carports where they just park underneath to get all yeah. the rain and whatnot. So he goes to like the other side of this carport and he's got this little like gear room. And he opens it, dude. And I'm a huge hat person. Love hats. Like, I've always loved old school hats. Like, my dad has all the old cornouflage grounds hats, and that's all I wear. Like, mm-hmm. that's me. And so <laughs> he opens this little closet door, kind of like that, and he opens it, and it is 500 hats, just all old school duck and goose hunting hats. And I'm like, oh, dude, you got to be kidding me. He's like, yeah, take whatever you want. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> Well, Did you end up taking like 20? No, right away I was like, I'm not taking a hat. Like there's no way I'm taking a hat from this dude. Like this is way too cool. I'm not going to like rob his Yeah, collection. yeah. And so then I'm sorting through there and there's this old brown Cabela's corduroy hat with just a giant honker on it. And geese are my favorite. I don't like, 
You're more ducks, please. I'm well, more. Yeah, I'm more yeah. geese, please. I, <laughs> I absolutely. That's a great way to describe it's just, it. It's just what I grew up doing, like hunting behind my house in the pit, killing the biggest geese, like going down to Rochester, doing that. Like, it is my jam. So <laughs> there's this one goose hat, and I'm like, oh gosh, okay, no, Simon, you can't get that one. You can't ask him for a hat, blah blah. blah. And so then we go, we go and get this breakfast. I don't know. We went and got breakfast somewhere and we were picking up meat and all the groceries to go to the duck camp. This is the day before, this is the day we left to go to camp. Yeah. And so I got this breakfast burrito. And so we get back to the house. He's God damn. That looks like a good breakfast burrito. I'm like, yeah, it's unbelievable. I've never had a breakfast burrito like it. I mean, the food down there's unbelievable. Oh, yeah. of course. So I'm having Creoles this, know how to cook. Bro. Oh yeah. So I'm eating the best breakfast burrito and I'm like, Hmm, I got an idea. And I was like, Hey, here's the deal for you. If I can have that Cabela's hat, in there with the goose on it you can have this breakfast done take it so i gave him my, <laughs> i quit my really good breakfast burrito gave it to him took the goose hat there you go hell yeah so and then the first time i wore it i had never worn it hunting yet and i was out hunting this fall in like january or something and i put it on and i shot a quill that day so now it's my lucky oh hat. man so that was sweet that is sick dude and since then john paul was like hey camera retro i'm gonna sell all my hats like i'm selling my dad's whole collection and at first i was like oh but then i looked at it and i was like yeah that's like a sweet place like he's never gonna wear them and he wanted to sell them too and so it was awesome so he gave away a bunch of them but before he was like hey you want to hand pick some of them and i was like duh so I, <laughs> so he sent me facetime and i just like picked out all the best ones and he sent me like a care package of like 10 of them and so that Damn, was awesome that is so cool but so, I, I still am gonna buy one off camera retro i'm just waiting well, that's the a new, new update. Of that's what I've been pushing because they're our sponsor on the podcast. And I'm like, dude, like I'm not normally going to wear like an old 1980s shirt yeah. or whatever. I love the hats yeah. on camo retro, man. And totally. He, I think he drops them like once a month. I think he drops like five a month. Yeah. Yeah. Because he has just I mean, such dude, a large collection. His collection is like dude. seven, 500, 700. Like it's the most God awful. It's like 12 shelves and they're stacked 15, 20 hats deep. Like. Oh it's my god! It's ridiculous. I'll show you a photo. It's insane. Yeah, I need to see a picture yeah. before you leave. No, I will wear an '80s shirt <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Why well, no, dude? None of your clothing fits anymore. Yeah, you I need, need more clothing. I need clothes. Cal lost 195 pounds. <laughs> You're doing good. Thanks, man. Dude, look at him. Look at him, bro. Since I saw you at Game Fair, good looks. I'm down about 95 pounds since you saw me Crazy. at Game Fair. So nice. Good for yeah. you, dude. That's awesome, yeah, man. Yeah, no, I have no shirts. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I see you, you're wearing new clothing. Oh, yeah, dude. And Filson runs big. Yeah. So, like, I bought large jackets. Mm -hmm. I'm legitimately now, I'm like, I might be a medium jacket. Nice. Like, some of those That's jackets. That's a good problem are, to have. It is. Yeah. Really Until good. you get into smalls and extra. Well, what's really cool <laughs> about you get it, into my size. I'd never be. <laughs> what are you, a small, medium? What, Filson? Mm-hmm. Small. No, yeah, if I I'm if small, I dude. if I quit eating for a year, I wouldn't be your size. <laughs> <laughs> That's just oh, not God. possible. No, for all the people listening to the podcast, though, if you want to buy and sell new and or modern and vintage hunting gear, Joe, go and check out CamoRetro.com. It is the shit, and you won't be mad. Well, yeah. if, if John you Paul's see dad's the greatest hat collection I've ever seen yeah. in my life, like and it is amazing, and they're all on there. So go go check them out. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that dude because like when he was telling us we were talking about podcast sponsorship, he's like, "Yeah, man, we got all these. I've got. I'm going to be dropping a shitload of hats." And I'm like, "Yeah, really? What are they?" And he's like, 
Chef Jean Paul's dad. And yeah. I was like, oh my God, Simon it's, sent me a picture yeah. of those hats. I'm like, holy mm-hmm. shit, dude. Those are so cool. If any of them are half as cool as what Simon sent me, shit, dude. I'm pumped. I still surf it. Every time the John Paul collection goes up, I'm like, yep. Scroll through, scroll through, scroll through. They're already sold out. Damn it. There was a really good one the other day with the doll sheep on it. Yes, dude. Dude, don't even get me started. I cried. <laughs> I was so pissed. I didn't even know you had that one. I thought it was all waterfall stuff. And then I go on there like nine minutes after it dropped, sold. Oh, killed me. <laughs> oh, dude, that stuff sells out instantaneously. I know. It's so crazy. It's I texted ridiculous. John Paul. I'm like, you're killing me, dude. Dude, it is actually the so one yeah, saying. stay. Yeah. I don't know. Can you sign up for like a reminder or something like he's that? He's got like a, a I would just he's got an email Instagram. list or something, right? Yeah, he does have an email list. Yeah, you got to stay on top because they well, go quick, but they are the best hats. Here's the thing, dude. If you leave our podcast a rating or if you follow us on Instagram, that's how you get on the email list for Camo Retro. And I know that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. But All I right. tell you what, if you leave us a five-star rating. That is hearsay. That was hearsay. That was hearsay. Connor, Connor, our lawyer, is chiming in. Uh, conjecture. Um, I don't even know what conjecture means, but it seemed right. Yeah, it sounds about right. It sounded good. Yep. Thanks, man. No. But anyway, dude, I'm just, I'm fucking amped to see you and have you I here know. at the sheep farm again. Oh, I love this place. We hunted here. We hunted here before we went and hunted Litchfield. Yeah, we didn't shoot shit. No, but it was awesome. <clears throat> yeah. I cut my jacket on the barbed wire. How do you beat that? No, that's actually good. Successful hunt. Yeah. We had a hell of a spread. That's good for you. We did the whole entire pasture was filled with dive bombs. Yeah, when you got your jackets cut with when you got your jackets cut with uh with barbed wire, that's how people really know you get around. Oh yeah, for sure. What did you guys have out there? I think we had the what? mega spread. No, I think we had like what, eight dozen dive bombs in a fifty by a hundred pasture. Oh, in a pasture. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's yeah. when we still had standing corn. Okay. We were just chilling in we the standing corn. We had socks, we had silos, we had black and whites, we had <laughs> Yeah. Was, let's just say if something would have flown over, it would have died for yeah. sure. Especially mm. if it was a single. Do it got if weight. it was a single, yeah, yeah. It got, wow, the there's seven thousand geese down there. Yeah. <laughs> it got way better like two weeks after yeah. after that because then that was their natural flight path, and it just I'd go out there and I killed one or two by myself, and I'd Ugh. bring people out for the first time, and they're like, okay, if they're gonna fly over the barn like this, and they're gonna think about it, but they're not gonna finish. Yeah, take them at this point. Oh my god, man! The saucer eyes from people being like, "Do I take them now?" Yeah, it was sweet oh, height yeah. too, right? Like two rows in, standing corn. There was a bunch of seats dialed in. Oh yeah, perfect. No, there were lawn chairs ready for yeah. you. Oh yeah, well those sat out there for park the by the year, barn. Yeah, walk twenty five yards, rip your jacket on the barbed wire, sit down and shut up. <laughs> Here they nice. come. That's yeah. what it was. It was awesome. Yeah, you know this actually isn't a sheep farm. It's a sheep ranch. Yeah, <laughs> we found that out, man. <laughs> What's the difference? Uh, we found out the difference between a farm and a ranch is if you're raising the animals for slaughter or if it's a if, if they it's a graze, place, if you manicure the property, for you're going to stick to that graze thing, don't you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was that's his claim to fame here with the uh, sheep, the ranch farm debate for but, grazing. Then it's a ranch. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. If you're if you're like there tending your farm to raise animals for you know slaughter or yeah, then, then that makes yes, sense. It's a ranch. So we're on the Sub, sheep dude. ranch. We're on the sheep. So ranch. it's a sheep ranch. Ram ranch. <laughs> The Ram Ranch. <laughs> no. Oh, God. 18. <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard that song? Con- song no. Oh, my God. oh, dude. Wait till. Oh. <laughs> we can't, we play can't put that. it on the podcast. Can't play that one on the podcast. <laughs> I cannot play is, that on the I podcast. I know this podcast is uncensored, but we cannot Yeah, play that's that. too far. 
That's we don't want far. anyone to think Connor's anything but what he is. Okay. <laughs> I have no idea what you guys are oh, talking about. Oh, <laughs> bud. Oh, my God. This dude. is wonderful. It's about to get lit up here. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Joey just starts playing it over the blue. <laughs> if you're out there listening to this and you've seen Ram Ranch, then you're like well, laughing your I, ass I off. Hope, if you haven't, everybody's on their phone going Ram Ranch, Ram Ranch, as fast as they can into Google I, right now. I hope there's not a video to the song Ram Ranch. <laughs> I pray to God. I hope there's yeah. not. Dude. If there is, don't YouTube it. <laughs> anyway. Oh, man. Anyway. So you Simon, guys are going to find out. Young Simeon, one of the things I wanted to ask you about is uh, what was the hardest like plateau of goose calling to get over? Because you're a very good goose caller, dude. Thank you. I love listening to you goose call because it brings me back so many years because you essentially got free lessons from the guys that I hear in the back of my head yeah. when I think back to hunting with my totally. dad and his friends. So, like, what was the hardest plateau to get from, like, an okay goose call? Okay, here's a better way of saying it. What was the hardest plateau to get over from getting, from feeling comfortable? Uh, comfortable. comfortable. From, <laughs> I'm so words. excited. I'm words so excited. Just falling out of his mouth. I'm so excited to ask this question, but, like, when did you feel comfortable calling in front of adam and grady and pete oh like what was that when was the plateau of like okay now i'm good enough i'm not afraid to pick up my call in front of adam and grady wow i can't talk right now i think you got the question like what (laughs) i think you're good now this is unbelievable Uh, understood Understood. what like what notes or just what in general but like like, what what was like oh i'm at the next level like when you could do what you know what i mean man or what took the longest to get over? When I got my rolling double cluck down, I really started picking up speed. Yeah. And really started being able to just do, like, once I, it was just being able to, like, really, really control my air. And I feel like that was probably two and a half years ago. But it was, like, I learned the rolling double cluck, and I really learned how to control my air. And I was hunting so much that I built up a lot of air, too. Yeah. You know, like, I started hunting where I was hunting into January. Like, going down and hunting with Stan in Kansas, and, I mean, their season runs till February. Mm-hmm. You know, right. like, Missouri runs February or whatever. Kansas. Yeah. yeah. And so I started hunting. It was more than just, like, hey, we hunt Minnesota until, <laughs> like, Halloween. Right. <laughs> and yeah, then it's exactly. over. Yeah. That's when it's over around here, you know? And so right. that's what it... So once I started hunting more, I was getting fired up, like, oh, I'm going to Kansas in three weeks. I better learn. I better start calling. Like, yeah. I cannot screw this up in front of, the, <laughs> in front of who, you know, like, Adam and These Stan. These OGs, and, yeah. dude. They're the fucking original gangsters yeah. of goose hunting, man. They're they're low key. That's what I like. About no, them. no one knows no who one, they are. No right, one right. Would even that's the best part. But no, so Hunter I Grounds started, knows who they are though. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. He knows. He knows very well. But yeah, so it was like once I started hunting more throughout the season and longer, and I started building up air and calling more. That's when I the biggest plateau. Yeah, I feel like that's it. Probably you know, like I got just my, how to control your air. Yeah, just how to control my air and building the air to be able to do it. So I right. built the air that season, and then it was November, and I just kept calling and calling and calling and calling, and then I started learning how to control it, and then I got my double, like my rolling double cluck down, and then I started doing all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah, but you feel like the rolling double cluck and then your air control was like were that like was the what, two big factors. That was what changed it. Yeah, for sure. You know, because nice. I could like you could call I could call in geese, right? Mm-hmm. But. Just the more and the more I hunted, hunted by myself, hunted more throughout the season. Like I started listening to geese. Like there's nothing better for me than listening to like a single fly by, 
and he's just doing whatever he's doing. You know what I mean? Yeah, and then you just do the same exact note, and then he does it back, and then he does, you just go back and forth, back and forth, and then he just, and comes, like, that is, that's it for me. Oh, my gosh. Fuck, yeah. There's nothing better. It so feels after so like good. doing that all season and learning and like hunting by myself and hunting with people that didn't know how to call. And so I, if, unless if I didn't call well and we didn't kill anything, you had to take charge. Essentially. Yeah. So that was probably like two and a half years ago. So you're essentially thrown into the deep end of the pool. Yeah. You're like, okay, if, if I'm not doing anything, yeah. we're not killing anything. Yeah. For yeah. sure. That's really good. That's a really interesting way of thinking about it. I've never, what was yours, Joe? Um, the quick spit. The quick spit was a big one for me, but then also just switching over to the short read. So when uh, I I grew up blowing a Tim Grounds guide flute, yeah, you know, best. I didn't know anything, anything other different. than that. And then yeah. we start Midwest Flyways, and I'm like, well, shit, our duck calling tutorials blew the fuck up. Yeah, you know, now we got to do the next thing. I don't know how to goose call very well, and everyone's using a short read. I don't even know what a short read is. Yeah, you know. In that I was uh, I was 18 when I found out what a short read was, and then we started Midwest Flyways. What is it? Almost going on five years. Yeah, 20, mm-hmm. February 2016. So that's five years you'd known about a short read. <laughs> yep, that'd be five years that I know about a short. Well, 18, so 10 years that I've known about a short read. But well, I'm I saying yeah, at that time. But I didn't really pick one up. I've always been able to kill geese. You know, if we're yeah. in an area like if I know that geese are coming to a pond or a water yeah. source, I could get them to come into my decoys. I mean, I've been shooting ducks yeah. and geese for years. Yeah. Um. And I could, I've never felt weird about calling in front of people except for Adam and Grady. And yeah, Pete. I just, I never, I never picked up my call. It was bad. I remember a couple of times, like I remember hunting Kansas with Stan one time and like I was calling and I just like shit the bed a hundred percent. You just shit intimidated by him? Or yeah. Or mm-hmm. I was okay. just like mm-hmm. big time, dude. Like they're crazy. Like when one person can sound like eight geese. Well, it's just like if, um, if you went and hunted with Scott Trinan yeah. by yourself, you wouldn't pick up your goose call. No. No. You know what? That's same, what it was like. Same thing. And I was like young too. So I was like really scared. <laughs> and I remember like multiple times just absolutely shitting the bed to where they were like, hey, simmer down over shut, here. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. yeah. And, then I was like, <laughs> and then I was like, that has never happened. It's the again. worst feeling. I, I didn't want to hunt at worst. that point. But yeah, it was like, you better learn what you're doing like now. I remember um, this is probably when we were all hunting together. Um, my dad was just teaching me how to duck call. And I, I got serious about a duck call when I was about 16, 15. Yeah. For 14, 15, I was living in Corcoran. But um, him and I were duck hunting uh, in La Quiparo. Yep. And I blew a bad note. And my dad goes, don't. He just <laughs> looks over to me. He just looks to his left and goes, don't. Yeah. I've got it handled. And I was like, oh, God. Yeah. You know? And I was just like, I don't want to feel that ever, ever again. again. Your dad did that or Pete did No, that? my dad did that. No, my because <laughs> like Pete. Pete, Adam, and Grady were all there, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna just back, back, back. Yeah. I'm just gonna bock, bock on the duck <laughs> call, and then my dad's like, looks over at me, goes, "Don't you fucking dare!" And I was like, "Oh God, yeah. this feels bad," <laughs> you know. <laughs> it's just like Damn. so funny. So I know exactly that feeling. Yeah, that's the feeling. Once you get that, you're like, "Ooh, that can't happen again." One, if you're really passionate about it, like, like you, like, dude, it's literally bred in. It's yeah. sewed into our DNA. Yeah. If I didn't point. do it, I'd. I'd be a failure. Right. <laughs> My dad would not accept me. Right. He'd be like, mm, Simon, you stay home yeah. on this trip. How yeah. about that? You're not going. Your sister's <laughs> going. <laughs> oh, that's bad. That's not good. No. Ruby, you're coming. Simon, you're staying. Yeah. <laughs> oh my yeah. God, dude. I love it. But that's, uh, that's, that's really cool. That you said, no, my, my biggest note was a quick spit. Yep. You I know? feel like I kind of learned that right when I got the rolling double cluck too. Like I figured out they're, like, they're both pressure just, notes. Yeah. And just like, 
being able to break over the call without putting your tongue on the roof of your mouth and stuff like that. Like, holy crap, you can do so much. You just have so much control. Right. Well, and, and a lot of that is due to air pressure. Yeah. Right. You know, the double cluck is so much, has so much to do with air pressure. I did a goose calling lesson today. Yeah. And he's like, I can get the goose, I can get the double cluck sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, let me hear it. He does it. And I'm like, okay, you're not putting enough air into the call, first of all. Yeah. And then you can't do it by itself because you have no air. That's so like, literally push it through the goose call. And he did that. Yeah. And he's like, whoa, oh my God. Like he had his uh, his upper lip covering 40% of the barrel. Yeah, you, yeah. you know, you can't yeah, do that. Right. So that's a really good answer. Yeah. Mm. Building air. Oh, it matters. <clears throat> All right. Oh so, God. Simon, I wanted to ask you. Yeah. What's your favorite hunting trip for waterfowl that you've been on? Okay. And if you, ha- if you could handpick money, seasons, COVID, not an issue, what would be your next waterfowl trip? Oh, gosh. My favorite hunting trip yeah, ever. Yeah, tell me your f- like well, favorite, favorite, favorite waterfall hunting trip that you've been on. I Probably the first time my dad and I went and hunted one of his timber holes. Mm-hmm. He has a timber hole out in western Minnesota, and it's like the spot. Like Ronquist used to go there and hunt it. Grounds used to come and hunt it. Um, Jim Ronquist? Yeah. Is in Jimbo? Yeah, as okay. in Jimbo. <laughs> also, S connected. <laughs> Who is that? Who else am I thinking about, though? Um, I think he called for R&T. Really? For R&T, yeah. Not Butch or Stevens? Nope. All right. Whatever. So, Anyways, <laughs> yeah. all those guys, we'll talk about this later, but all those guys, like, is it was the spot. And for Minnesota, like, people came there to hunt it because, like, there is no timber in Minnesota. Yeah. yeah. Like, or, I mean, there is, but not really. Not really. Right. We're not known for our timber hunting. Not, about a, that. not even yeah. remotely. <laughs> right. So it was, like, the spot. And so we went back, like, my dad hadn't hunted in, like, 18 years. And so, like, we did the whole deal, like, him and I by ourselves and went there and did it and shot Matt. Like, we limited right away, and it was still as good as it used to be, and it's just one of those hidden gems, you know? There's not any timber there anymore. It's all marsh. Oh, really? all the trees rotted and fell, and, like, it's no longer timber, but it's still a good spot. Was it by Laquaparo? Yeah. Really? Yeah. So, it was out west there. So, it was, like, dude, it was so, that was, like, big time, because that was when I finally got him, like, hey. I want to go out. I want to learn your old spots. I want to hunt all the spots that like you went to and brought all these people to like all the pictures on the wall. I want to go there. I want to know, you know the what I history. Mean? Yeah. yeah. So we did it and it was him and I, and we, that's probably one. Yeah, for sure. That's really cool. Man. And what would you do next then? Yeah. What would I do next? Yeah. Like hand pick it. I mean, you're like, I'm going here to shoot. Hopefully these birds with, you know, these people. It could be anything, anything sure. you late want, season man. geese with hundred grounds and Grady and my dad. In Illinois, in, I don't care where, cool. But big ones, Mississippi flyway, big ones, as big as they get. Must live. Long necks, yeah. Long neck. <laughs> yeah, like the OG group with Hunter. Grady went and hunted with him this year. Fucker. But I, I was on a photo shoot. Bad. That's but that hurts. That hunt, like, but we'll we'll get it done. I think it's. I think it's going to happen sometime Well, you know soon. I'm going to be there, right? Yeah. If, if, so that, like if, the that, OG if that comes group, up, I'm coming, dude. The OG group and get them all together and just go shoot geese. Yeah, I love duck hunting too. But like that group, that's goose killers. That yeah. would be what I would do if I could do it. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Nice. No, but like honestly, like one of the things that I really value about our friendship and like our history and all that is like you and I essentially grew up the same. Yeah. And it's like, I feel like I'm that old soul. Like I, I love the old school. Like, dude, I don't text people. I call people like in yeah, your, you're, you're exactly way. the same. Yeah. And I love that about you. And it's just like, 
I don't know. I feel like we're brothers without being brothers, of course. Oh, totally. You know, it's it's fun for me. And so, like, and to see you, like, growing up, yeah, it's, like, the coolest crazy. thing ever, yeah, dude. you used to babysit me. It's crazy. I know. I used to babysit <laughs> you when our parents went on double dates. Yeah. Like, I know. <laughs> it's just it's fucking so crazy. Think about. It's fucking yeah. cool as shit. Cupid's cold. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Take a look for at people, my yeah. girlfriend. We just literally played that Me and my sister were jamming that. Entirely. Like, last week, like, oh. we're jamming that. Me and Joey <laughs> jammed that a couple times this year. Mm-hmm. It always comes back. You know, those, those 4 a.m. drives to oh, get to yeah. an hour duck hole, and you're like, you're barely keeping your eyes open, yeah. and all of a sudden it's like, Take a look at my girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it comes on, and it's just oh, yeah. full volume right when it comes on. Just Bob Seeger the whole way there, and then that's on. Yeah. But then exactly. also, you know what, Simon? Selectively listens to fucking Led Zeppelin, oh, Greta Van yeah. Fleet. Oh, yeah, I mean, I like this kid listens to seventies rock. That's my jam. Like, I'm a big mu- I love music, yeah. but old music's my fave. Yeah, you need to make a Spotify playlist. Should I? Yeah, you should. Well, and yeah. then just share it for the world, dude. You know? Yeah, I guess. I'm a 20 year old, and I listen to this. You this know, is what I listen like, to <laughs> going to the duck hole. I'll name it like staying awake on the drive to the duck hole. Right, it's too long. You're gonna have to cut that down. <laughs> well, what duck do you, hole drive. Yeah, what do you like? Uh, there you go. What do you like goose hunting better, Montana or Minnesota? Minnesota. Really? Why? Mm-hmm. Because I know that you shoot way more geese in Montana than you do Minnesota, just it's, because they're dumber than fuck well, over there's there. There's just no hunters. Like, I mean, there's just not a lot of hunting. You know, like not a lot. Of, is there's there's elk, dude. Like, you asked a lot of people, like, hey, do you want to go chase elk or do you want to go shoot geese? <laughs> like, come on, you know, people are gonna shoot elk. Yeah, so it's like. It's super fun to run around there with all my pals out there and do that. But Minnesota, for sure, it's different. It's just, does it just, feel like traditional, sentimental, it's just classic, or what? Classic, dude. Like it's classic. classic. Yeah. Minnesota is classic goose hunting. There, it's as good. Like it's hard. It's you shoot a pair, and if you get the pair to do it right, like this year, I was home actually part of the this fall, and at the end of October, it was like towards the end of the season, our bean field got cut. I told my farm, like, we were like, we left it, blah, blah, blah. And I had no one to hunt with. And I was like, all right, that's no problem. I'm setting the mega spread. And so I broke out every single decoy. And a lot of my decoys are in Montana and all over and whatnot. But I broke out every decoy that we had. Like, old green head gears with leg bands on them. Like, just the bullshit V-boards spray painted. Like, yep. yeah. So I set out every decoy we had in our whole entire barn. And I went out there and I hunted all day. And there's a thing we have at our house that we call the nine o'clock flight because for whatever reason, always at nine o'clock, oh, of course, something flies by. Like the nine o'clock flight is it's just classic. So I'm out there all alone. I hunt all day by myself. It's like eight forty five. I'm like ready to call up, but I'm like, no, I'll wait. I'll do the nine o'clock flight. <laughs> at like nine, like fifteen or something, there is a pair flying the opposite way, but they're like they can they're flying by, but they're not headed anywhere near me at all pay attention yeah you know and so i start calling at them and calling at them calling at them and they kind of just just get a glimpse of the thousand decoys black hole spread that i have set out that i spent the last two days studying out and yeah. just perfecting and they come and just start double clucking all the way and finish at 10 feet and i just whatever 10 yards whatever they finish right there over our right pond. in the suck hole yeah and i have the 10 gauge and i pull up and just doom doom <laughs> Like, dude, you just, ugh. and that's like, that's you, it's same thing though. Like you have the one mallard come in, it makes a whole hunt, makes the whole entire hunt. Dude, Sometimes like chasing feeds and doing that whole deal, whether it's North Dakota, it's rewarding. And I it's did an early season, North Dakota hunt with like 
Corey Loeffler and McCormick and Brady Davis and those guys. And that was super fun. But like that whole chase in the feed, like I didn't do a lot of that here. It was like a lot of traffic hunting. And that's what I learned to do here. Cause that's, mm-hmm. I mean, you're not getting permission. You're on not getting stuff permission on the X, bro. Right? No, it's in town. So well, it's first like, of all, you, can't you just appreciate it. it so much more here. And there's so much heritage. And there's like the community of goose hunters in Minnesota is the best. Strong. I don't care what and anyone I miss says. That going out in Montana because it, like I wish I could be here all spring or all fall. We'd go no. on. Sp- you shoot geese in the spring, huh? No. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but no, like being here all fall would be awesome because I could, we can, there's so many hunts that just get thrown together, you know? Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. So being well, here, the community is like, well, just like our hunt in Litchfield. Yeah, it was like know? night before, like, no layout blinds. You had never Let's met go. any of yeah. these guys. You're no. like, hey, what do I need to bring? I was like, not a fucking thing, dude. Right. Just come on out. And we go out there, and you're just like, you're met by other people who are so passionate and about it and have so much geese. fun. And, dude, Brian Hansen, Judd, and Kenny Peterson yeah. all know how to fucking kill, kill geese, dude. dude. Kill them. Dude, the, the amount of leg bands that Judd, a high schooler, I know, dude. shoots a year. And I've kept field. in touch with all of, with all of dude, those guys. Dude, they're so much I, I fun, dude. All the time, yeah. They're fucking psychopaths, but they are but it's such stuff like cool that. People. Like, there is none of that out there, you know? Oh, sure. And a lot of times, like, it's just not the same, you know? Mm. It's kind of funny, though, because this makes me think about, you know, like every single person that we've asked on this podcast, you ask them, what's your, like, ideal hunting situation? Mm-hmm. Every person says where they're from. Yeah, that's Every funny. person. Hmm. Just the sentimentality. You yeah. know, we have not had one person on this podcast that we've asked that that has not said a situation like they grew up hunting. Yeah, hmm. not yeah, one. Interesting. Kyle it's, Jones, Forrest yeah, Carpenter. Totally. I mean, everybody. Derek Helms. It's just part of like once you leave, you know, like and you like, gosh, how much I appreciate like hunting with you this year and like hunting with my high school buddies that we're all in college now and hunting with my dad. Like, you appreciate it three times more. You yeah. know, like you get spoiled doing it all the time when I was here in high school and now I'm not. It's like I wait all year to shoot two geese behind my house. Like, yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, and what you were saying with like those two geese make the hunt, like well, you don't need hunt. to limit out. No, dude. No. And I feel like when you chasing like X's and like you got the trailer and the whole deal, like everyone's like, we have to limit, we have to limit, we have to get on the biggest, baddest feed, blah, blah, blah. Like, Hey dude, like let's just set up and kill six. Right? Yeah. Like let's just kill six or like, Let's just have a chance at killing six, you know? Yeah. Like, and here's the thing, man. A lot of, think of all the people that you've hunted with over the years, right? Yeah. God, God knows how many people that is. Yeah. How many people are going to be like, I'll come, I'm, I'll come kill six, dude. Yeah. Not a whole lot. And, but the people that are like, yeah, man, I'll come shoot six. Those are yeah. the best people to hunt and with. they're all in minnesota dude and they're all, <laughs> that's, that's why. i know i'm not saying they're not in months i got all the people in montana are awesome and they've i mean i've been so lucky to hunt with all those but guys but we're there. better dude but like it's just like dude coming out here it's like like i could hit up one of my buddies i'm like dude you want to come i don't know if we're killing any but like you want to go behind the house or you want to go to what, this spot and set See out set out our 12 floaters and right blow on our flutes whatever yeah you know? You know, man, I, you just got me thinking of the people who have told me that. Like, I hate the people who are like, yeah, man, we're going to fucking crush them. <laughs> and you go out there and you shoot like three. It's like, well, dude, you got my hopes up. But my favorite people that I've hunted with are the people who are like, hey, man, we might kill a couple. There were 17 geese flying over yesterday. It could get pretty gnarly. Who knows? But 
whatever. You know, let's go shoot a couple. 100%. Yeah, come up. if you want to come and come for fun. Don't come for the fact that you You know, and crushed. if you kill a couple, you're like, fuck yeah, That's dude. That's what I'm saying, right. dude. That's like, I fun. set that spread and that last hunt behind my house. I set it for like two days. And I go out there and I killed two. I've never been more fired up. Like, I was like, oh. Let's yeah. go. Ten gauge. Boom. Got him. <laughs> <laughs> it was so awesome. Yeah. Well, and what's and I know you, and so you're shooting these things at eight feet with a ten gauge. Oh, dude. Three and of, a half triple B hey, ten, ten gauge. gauge at eight feet. Ithaca? It's an old Browning. Oh, really? Yeah. Gold. Featherweight. Okay. Yeah. Old. Way old. It's wrapped in uh shadow branch. It was only out for like a year. Yes. And my dad went and got it wrapped in Shadow Branch. He has his Super Black Eagle 1 H&K. H&K, He yeah. got it dipped in Shadow Branch and then that 10 gauge. And they're like, I've never seen Shadow Branch anywhere on any gun. It's like yeah. just old. And I shoot it all the time. And I love I love shooting. Like I shoot ducks with 28 gauge, 20 gauge. I love that. Well, I, that's, I have a blast. A sub, dude, you're literally an old soul because yeah. you're shooting birds with a sub gauge. Yeah, I love. I shot 20 gauge. Like out in Montana, I shoot 20 gauge quite a bit. Um, at big geese. Yeah, at big geese. <laughs> it's just so fun, so light and little. And like oh, if yeah. they're if it's a hunt where they're doing it right, you know, like it's fun to shoot something like that. Right. Like when I was down in Kansas with Stan, I shot 28 gauge like the whole time. So fun. But that 10 gauge, oh, it just kills them. <laughs> no shit. Like, I mean, it just kills them, dude. Like, no I tell shit. you what, that punt gauge just kills yeah. those divers. Yeah, it just gets go. them, dude. Like they fly over and they just don't fly any farther past that. Yeah, I love that, dude. But it's just fun. It's old. It's an old <coughs> gun. It's fun to whip it out, and it's classic. Yeah. One one story I want you to tell on the podcast because I love this story. It's so fucking awesome. Oh, gosh. Um, we're we're just over an hour now for the podcast, but I want everyone to hear the story. Um, tell the story of the banded goose in Montana. Oh my God, that's bad. So a guy by the name of Dale Evans, he's an awesome dude. Um, photographer. He actually works for Randy Newberg. He has a, like a hunting TV show. Yep. Um, he's a videographer and editor for them and he's awesome dude. This is before I had met Ted or any of these guys. Um, my whole family, it was like family weekend at Montana. And so, but it was goose opener. So, so like, Sorry, yeah, mom was not. Pete and Heather, mom was can't not happy. see ya. Yeah. Can't see ya. Oh gosh, mom was not happy. <laughs> so I was like, I had like one spot. Maybe I was gonna go, and then this guy named Dale invited me to go on the spot, and I was like, yeah, dude, like let's go. Like, what can I bring? I had my trailer. I brought a trailer out there with full bodies and stuff, and so <laughs> we went there and. Gosh, I was so pumped to hunt Montana. Like, I was just pumped to hunt geese, you know? Yeah. I kind of wanted to hunt with my dad that weekend, but then, I don't know, I sh a bunch of stuff fell apart, and he, they were doing stuff anyways, like touring Bozeman and whatnot, and so mm -hmm. it was fine. So I went out there, and <laughs> so we're setting up, and we're, it's a really good spot. There was a bunch of birds there. I don't know, probably 300, you know? But, mm -hmm. like, awesome. That's enough geese, you know? For that, early season, dude? Yeah. 300 in a field? That's right. pretty good. Yeah, and so it was me, Dale, his <laughs> wife, or his fiance at the time, wife now. She's super cool too. She had never shot a goose, so it was her first goose hunt. And oh, then the so landowner better of a story. They yeah. live on this farm. Uh, Dale and his wife now they live on this farm. And then, actually, the landowner that owns like the and farms it and whatnot, he came with too, and he doesn't goose hunt much. And so <laughs> this sounds amazing. And I didn't know like what they were really expecting. Like I don't know. I showed up with my trailer. I'm like, let's get them. You know, I didn't know how big of a goose hunters they were. I figured out it was her first goose hunt, so I was like, oh well, this would be awesome. Like, how do you beat this? I'm not. Right. I'm not even gonna pull the trigger. Like, right. This is sick. So I set out spread. Blah blah blah. We do the deal, and they're coming in. 
And so we're shooting them, blah, blah, blah. And she finally, we were letting her shoot. Like, flock comes in, she pulls up, the whole flock flies off. I call them back. She shoots, misses. All right, now the next flock comes. Like, whatever, we're morning hunting, you know, just open, opening day. Yeah. Yeah. So she finally gets one. <laughs> and they're out there like taking pics. Dale's a super good photographer, so he's out there taking pics of her with her goose and like the whole deal. And so it's super cool. And I never leave the blind without my gun ever. Like, never. That's a no no. <laughs> I got yelled at about that by Grady and Adam and all those guys too. Right. Oh. I mean, yell that. So that I never leave without it. So I'm out there, <laughs> and they're shooting photos of her with her goose and talking about it and blah blah blah. And she made a great shot. And it was super cool. And here comes Chester. Go, go, go. And he's just V line right towards me, probably like 60 yards high. And here he comes. And they're like running back to the blind. I'm like, hey, no one move. No one do anything. Just, just stand still. And he's just go, go. And he just <laughs> comes right over me. Just perfect. And this is my favorite shot. And I just clicked it off safe and pulled right past his beak and pulled it. And he, I just smoked him at like 60 yards. And he just, and lands right on my feet. Like just crash landing. Oh, my gosh. And I'm like, man, that was awesome. It was the only goose I killed that day so far because I hadn't even. Right. I wasn't even shooting. We were trying to get her first goose. So I was like, whatever. That's sick. Like, let's go. And they're like, I can't believe that worked. And I'm like, it's the oldest trick in the book, boys. So I, (laughs) I grab the goose. I ring its neck. And I start bringing it back to the blind. And he just starts yelling at me, cussing at me, you blah, 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 just yelling at me. I'm like, who is Dale? Yeah. I'm like, what? You son of a bitch. I'm like, what, dude? I'm like, did I do something? He's like, it's banded. And I'm like, <laughs> no way. And I lifted it up. Shiny. That's <laughs> so cool. Well, First goose. I was going to say, and you told me, dude, if you want to come out to Montana and shoot geese, you can do that. If yeah. you want to shoot banded geese, yeah. don't come out to Montana. Yeah. <laughs> do a 180 drive home. There is no banded geese. I mean, Matt McCormick <laughs> shot his first one out there in like eight years this year. Well, there was that one, and then Simon fucking shot it. <laughs> so, Simon's first goose hunt in Montana. A lot of people, like all those guys, after that day, I hunted with them the next weekend. So I think like Ted and I were talking on Instagram, and he saw that I had shot a band. So I think I upset a lot of people. <laughs> so I just rolled in first time ever, smoked yeah. a band. It Damn. was so cool, dude. That's such a crazy story. Well, and I, you had told me over the phone because you called me pumped. Oh, yeah. You're like, dude, Damn. fucking shot a band in Montana and no one shot a band here in the last 10 yeah, years. Ted's like, screw you, dude. We haven't shot one in the valley in like seven years. Perfect. <laughs> roll in, Minnesota boy. <laughs> they, hated yeah. me. they hated me right off the bat. <laughs> dude, that's funny. It's amazing. I fucking love it. Well, Simon, thank you so much for coming on. We appreciate everybody for listening and joining us in our adventures our weekly adventures check us out on youtube instagram everywhere else that we are go get a sweatshirt or a hat at midwestflyways.com yeah, slash there shop is. there's the plug and we'll see you guys love soon. that there it was